Welcome to Filmmaker's Feedback, a program brought to you by Film Scoring Tips. I am Giovanni Rotondo and I will be your host for this series. The episodes are available as podcasts on all the major platforms and in video form. Make sure you visit filmscoringtips.com to find more info about that. The mission of this show is to better understand the relationship between filmmakers and composers and to find ways to increase one's chances creating long-lasting professional bonds. In this episode, filmmaker Mac Montero and I will touch upon many topics surrounding film music, such as the techniques she uses to efficiently work with her composer remotely. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Mac, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm very yes. happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. There is a question that I ask most of my guests. Yeah. Uh, as you know, filmmaker can mean many things. Writer, director, producer. What kind of filmmaker are you? A storyteller. I like stories. I tell stories. And film is my medium, my chosen medium of telling them. Do you write direct and produce your own yes unfortunately I have to say <laughs> like I would really like to have a producer and a writer but it's quite difficult to get those people and those collaborations and close relationships when there's no money in it of so course. there's no draw um, apart from a great story and obviously when you're starting out it's just difficult to have like the perfect masterpiece so yes I would love eventually but at the moment yes so um, from what you're saying, I'm, bet, I'm, I'm guessing directing yeah. is the one area where you are, where, where you are happiest when, yeah. when you do that. Yes, I do. I've discovered producing okay. through doing my short films um, and I've gotten into theatre as well a little bit. So producing is I really love and writing. But I love the collaboration. I love different minds being at work on one same thing. I give secrets. I think it gives a lot more depth than just the one person working on it. You also have been uh, assistant director on some mind-blowing movies. Yeah. Can can you name a few? Yes. Um, well, Johnny English 3, which is not that mind-blowing, um, and, uh, and then Jurassic World, um, Nat Disney's Nutcracker and the Four Realms, uh, Red Sparrow, which came oh. to London for a couple of weeks, um, what else? Overlord, which is J.J. Uh, Abrams produced one. Um, the, was it the, the Nazi? Uh, yeah, zombie one. Zombie, yes. Yeah, that's the one. Um, what else? What have I been working on? Stuff that's not out yet. Disney's The One and Only Ivan, which is a story about a gorilla in a shopping mall in the US. Um, then... What else did I work on last year? Jesus, Aeronauts, which is out on uh, Amazon Prime, um, The Secret Garden. Wow. Yeah. And a little bit. In in this position, like in this role, you don't deal with music, though, do you? I do not. No. Even maybe I'm maybe for the Nutcracker, there were the was there some music on set? There was for one of the presentation scenes and actually I was the only AD who could witness this they did have some orchestra 
you know, there's um, this scene where this um, they play with shadows, and so they had people there with instruments, but that was the only thing. Okay. We don't really do have anything. It, our task is mainly the shoot. Right. Makes sense. Um, when you look for a composer for your project as director, as filmmaker, do you usually look for a specific style or for a composer that is proficient or markets proficiency in a particular style? Or do you just look for composers that can be versatile? Well, the thing for me, what happened with my first short, a friend of mine posted on her Facebook that I was looking for a composer and I found Owen Gurry Um, and I haven't really used anyone else um, because we get on really well even though we've never met in person really yeah so we've only met ever done conference call Mm -hmm. um, but we get on really well he's always very understanding of my inexperience and tries to guide me in a way, when I don't know how to express what I mean. Can you remember a specific uh, episodes where you weren't able to express what you wanted and he managed to... He gives me loads of adjectives, and I don't have any examples right now, but he gives me the adjectives that describe feelings or musical elements that really help me build the bigger picture that he needs something that I don't like as a filmmaker are loads of references because I believe nowadays so much stuff is made that everything is a copy of a copy of a copy Mm -hmm. and I try as as much as I can for those references not to come from movies if you can find reference in a book if you can find reference in any kind of literature or maybe art um I would much prefer that, but obviously with music it's quite difficult. So you always use other music as reference. I always find this really difficult. And he keeps sending me songs and and, 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 and pieces of music. And I'm like, yeah, but can we do it with, without references? I'd much rather talk about it and, and, and you give me those adjectives when I, or I find the adjectives. But in the end, he always comes back to uh, music references. How does the collaboration work over the distance? I mean, in terms of technology and, like, the the logistics of it. How do you do? You watch the movie together through Skype the first time, or no? Um, the good thing about Owen and myself as well, we're very good with emails and very good with correspondence, and we answer straight away. And if we can't reply to a big email straight away where we send a message and say I've received it I'll I'm a little bit busy at the moment so that is a good base and then how the process works I will find I will send him the picture lock um and then he tells me what he thinks which which I always value um and then and then he asks me to divide it into cues which I always find very difficult because I don't know exactly when I want it to start and when I want it to end. Um, And I always send a description of the mood I want and the atmosphere. Um, And 
what I always like is certain characters to have a specific theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've done that, I think, at least on two of, two of my shorts, for sure. On casting, actually, I'm not entirely sure. Because uh, it was more about the setting rather than the characters. But, um, yes, those are the main bullet points that I sent first. So this happens mostly through email. Email. Even that. Everything That's email. very interesting. It's like a, a synchronous spotting session, what you have, basically. What does that mean? A spotting session is when you meet with the director, watch the movie together, and the composer listens to where the director wants the music and takes notes. Okay. Uh, and proposes new things, and the director says, yeah, I didn't think about it, that's cool. But So basically, you create a master plan. Yes, to, exactly. To use for the, for the whole... And you guys do that <clears throat> through email. It's very interesting and it seems very, very logical way to approach it. Yeah. Since you are in, in distant, uh, in, in different, different countries. countries. Do you receive many cold emails or approaches from composers? No. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a first. I'm, I'm very, I want to, to, to hear more about that. Like, I'm, I'm a bit, you know, I feel a, a little bad of how kind of aggressive my category can be okay. in terms of reaching out. Yeah. I feel bad because it comes from not having a good enough infrastructure to find work people. and people and, yeah. and network and also not being not not being there out there a place to learn how to you know be polite and, and not how to, to approach people exactly so this is one of yeah, the things I'm trying to thanks to my guests to, yeah. to, to create a, a, some, a, a I don't want to say a rule book but yeah a little bit some some what are the boundaries that we should be in well, but um, you you didn't like emails or, or calls or I'm pretty sure the reason in my case is that nobody knows me well because I am absolutely appalling at networking, <laughs> you know, um, uh, approaching people and all of that. So in the end, I always end up doing everything myself. And I am the one that called emails people um, and asked friends of friends if they'd be able to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that I've worked with before on Nutcracker, actually, he's um, he's trying to uh, uh, DP more and more films. Okay. And he knows that I'm very close with my DP, um, but he keeps em- emailing me once in a while. It's quite nice. It's really nice to like see that he, even he knows that I've got someone. If the because if if the opportunity comes and my DP is not available for whatever reason, yeah. he'll be my next person that I'll go to just because he's been nice to me and he's approached me in a nice way. And he follows up on on his emails. So he does. Like, so every like six months he'll email. Okay, and you would say that's a good period yeah. of time. I mean, I have to do it for work as well. People that I haven't talked to in months, and then I'll send them a little email just saying, "Just keeping in touch and free for oh. work." Makes sense. Yeah, because I'm also freelance on my day jobs. So. Right. Let's say your composer is busy. Yeah. For your next project. Yes. Would you? Um, is there a threshold? an experience threshold un- underneath which you wouldn't consider a composer for your film. So if he hasn't done 
X short films if he hasn't done or she hasn't done a feature film I want to hire her absolutely not so uh, does, does, does especially for music that does have absolutely nothing to do with anything um Obviously, in any field, for all of us, the more you practice, the better. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have anything to do with the fact that you have more or less credits. Um, what you have to be good at is composing. I don't care what credit credits you've got. So you don't you like you wouldn't even check out the IMDb, or would you just give a, a, a maybe just quick... looking for background information? Right. Have you ever asked multiple composers to send a demo? because you were undecided or... or For that first short film, okay. I did. And it was between two of them. One was Owen, and the other one was... Uh, I can't remember his name. His music was very good, but he... Insta- Owen composed something for the brief that I had given, and the other guy just sent me to his SoundCloud. Okay. So the personal contact and the effort that Owen made to compose something for the brief that I had given made me go for someone that was going to care more about the story that I was telling and about myself right. than the guy that I had just... He was, the other guy was very good. His music on his SoundCloud was amazing. It was epic. I love epic soundtracks. It was epic. It was incredible. It was really good. But the personal touch that Owen gave and he's as good or maybe the, better even even the commitment that he showed the commitment yeah, yeah. I want to get people around me that are going to be not going to be my friends but are I'm going to have a good working relationship with um, people that I can talk to mm-hmm. people that communicate well um, that answer emails and because even if we live in the same city I mean Owen lives in another country but even if we live in the same city London is very big, you know, and you can't easily see everyone all the time. Um, so good communication and caring for what you're doing is very essential to me. And he had that. So that's what made me choose him. Makes sense. What is too late to reply to an email? Too late? Yeah. Couple of days for me. Couple of days. Um, when it's something important. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would you would wait a full two days before being, like, stressed well, about it? Well, no, because for me, if you don't answer me on the day, for me, it's already bad, but I know okay, people it, have yeah. lives. Right. And after yeah. many, many conversations with many friends that have told me, you're really intolerant, you need to be more patient. I'm not patient at all. <laughs> I, two, three days is but okay. You, you would, you would meditate and, and yeah I would be like yeah, okay yeah. but yeah okay. or just send me if you're I understand <clears throat> totally because it happens to me yeah. as well if you're really busy but just a, a very short message saying I'm really busy I will answer I got it it. as soon as I can yeah, I got it it's on my yeah. radar exactly and, and that's what you do I'm guessing I'm, I'm guessing yeah. so if you, if you are busy you would you would reply nevertheless I think so when you work with Owen how does he send you music does he send you video clips of your film with the music on already? Yes. So <clears throat> first, he does everything through Dropbox. Okay. So first he would send me a basic piece, um, 
like for cues because he he loves his cues and I uh, okay I know so I need to adapt to this um so he needs the cues and we'll talk about specific cue um he makes makes lists of music pieces that we've chosen for references for that specific cue and he will send me he composes something he will send me an example without the image with the image it depends whether or not I've sent him the the short film divided by cues or not but he can send he sometimes send me just a reference or something and he says am I going on the right in the right direction do you want me to change it in any way is there what do you think basically how am I doing so far and then I will have my notes um and then eventually yes so you you do appreciate to have the video clip that you can check right away or because sometimes some some directors they would couple the music on their own video themselves uh, oh no no um i yes i he said i sent him the the video cues also oh, you separate the video i cues. cut it yeah okay. and i sent him that right. that's what he asked me for um and then he'll send me the video back with the soundtrack that right. he's done okay there is a point where you will listen to the whole thing for the first time right because yeah. up to that point you will be used to 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 do chunk by chunk exactly yes when that moment arrives is it common to have little things you want to tweak or change yes definitely because when you choose and this is what i find difficult about the cues when you choose the cues for you don't know how the big picture is going to work So maybe something needs to finish a little bit earlier or a little bit later or you want to make it a continuous so two cues become the same um and I I always find it difficult because I don't know how he how this affects his process and what it implies when I change my change my mind because on my day job whenever the director change he's of her mind about something it's got big implications so i'm very conscious on on when i make my own stuff whenever i decide something like what implications is that going to have for someone and i actually these draws me back a little bit because if i didn't have this awareness maybe i i would push my ideas a little bit further um independently of what that does to other people i guess um i think it's very noble of you to yeah. to to be concerned at the same time i think you can safely assume a composer's job is to be able to make changes at the very last second yeah that's kind of what makes what 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 is different between being a musician yeah and a film composer right? mm. like it's it's that very area the 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 ability to adapt our music to another medium yeah. and sometimes we have to do it on the fly so I'll yeah keep that in mind yeah do i you know maybe talk about it with all the first <laughs> yes do you prefer originality in a composer or do you prefer a composer that can follow you know a reference or a a, a specific set of instructions so would you rather have somebody who can propose uh, things that you didn't think about both okay. because if you're the composer you know about music i'm not an expert in music 
I know about feelings and about the story that I'm telling. Mm-hmm. What I can tell you is what my vision is, but you're the only one that can translate it into music. So this is a, a two-way thing. Mm-hmm. I am not going to pretend to be any expert in the field. And this goes for for every department in my films. Mm-hmm. Because I am merely the link in between all of them. Of course. I'm not the expert in any of the fields. And not listening to what the sound mixer is telling you, what the... Um, the actor is telling you what the DP is telling you is just absolutely stupid because they are the experts. Ultimately, yes, I like to have the control and I like to have the choice. Even if I'm making a mistake, that'll be my mistake. But always listen to the people who know what they're talking about. Makes sense. Um, is there one thing a composer should never do when working with you? Not answer to my emails. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very serious about your... That's very serious. Mm. Um, never do. Make my choices for me. If you think something else is better, give mm. me the option. But don't tell me that's the way that it should go. Okay. Because the choice is mine. Makes sense. And I'm betting this never happened, though. No. Like, and... No. Uh, one thing that a composer can do to have a splendid work, working relationship with you? Um, just be generous. And if, if I'm not understanding something that you're saying, try and explain it so I can understand. A lot of miscommunications happen because you assume that a person knows something or you assume that they can't understand it, even if you explain it. Just explain it to me. And I will understand and then I'll be able to make a more informed decision. But just like, just, yeah, just talk to me. And, and um, if I'm doing anything wrong or, or, not ex- or I am the one not explaining something the way that I should, just let me know. I hope you're enjoying the show. Please visit filmscoringtips.com to find additional resources for this episode. Look for the area labeled Labs if you would like to help us shape our content in the future and to send us tracks that we will review with our guests on future episodes. To find more about this and to understand what I mean, stick around for the next segment. Before we start uh, assessing the music that we were sent for your movie by our audience, I'd like to remind uh, the audience that they can subscribe to our Patreon um, subscription services Uh, that would help us a lot and um, if we reach a, a set number of Patreons we will be able to start new shows and expand our content even more and uh, by becoming a subscriber you can download incredibly useful uh, files such as uh, scenes from films that you can score and use legally on your websites and showreels so go and check filmscoringtips.com content to learn more All right, so we are ready to watch, uh, the, to watch the, 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 the music that we've been sent, but you did uh, give a few instructions to the audience I did. a few weeks ago. Can you read them aloud? Yes. Um, the main feeling that needs to be evoked is melancholy. This is about a girl that doubts her beauty and a boy that plays with those feelings. Um, it must be real and hurtful, something that people try to take the importance out of, but 
really it does matter. All right, we're gonna start with Benny Pinder's take on this. He will say, do not take true compliments lightly. It is with great effort the mind is able to recognize the beauty in another, and yours, I see, is there. Then she says, with great effort, you say. With great effort, I say, is one able to tell whether those compliments are true. With great effort, you can look someone in the eye and know if they're real or just an empty shell. I should continue. An empty shell can be beautiful, decorated. You can like it, you can love it, you can think that you know it, but there's no knowing emptiness. You can say so much and still mean so little. How would I know if you're true? Or if you're empty? Then I respond, I don't relate to the emptiness you speak of. I just wanted to say, you are beautiful. And she says, I said thank you. I appreciated the compliment. But beauty is a matter of opinion. Opinion comes from a place of knowledge, and you don't know me. To which he replies, you are asking me to justify a man's instinct and convince you with my face and my eyes that what I say is true. And if I could, would that answer your question? She then argues, is beauty real then? Is it that important? Does it matter more than intelligence or kindness? More than hard work, or than willpower, more than our actions, more than what makes us who we are. And he will concede, beauty is but the first thing I see. It is what draws me in. By what you say, that is not the correct approach. I will answer, it is not. Beauty can be the reason that you start a conversation, but not the reason you finish it. She continues. You are right, sir. You should not take compliments lightly. But you should also know compliments should not be given lightly, but knowingly. First, you should acquaint yourself with your subject of observation, and then you can be allowed to state an opinion. As I have been saying this whole time. So what, what I'm going to ask you is, try to pretend that this is 
the Danny is your composer on mm -hmm. this movie and he sent you this, this. as the first take mm -hmm. on, the, on the film. What would your reaction be? I love music and I think it's an incredible essential part of storytelling. And in this case, um, it's more of an atmosphere. It's not... It, I would I would actually say it's more leaning towards the sound design and creating the atmosphere, which obviously music does as well. But for me, it has to be go a little bit a, a step further. Um, and for me, this piece doesn't create any depth. It ju just gives a little bit of context, which is good. And it's the right, absolutely the right mood. And he's going in the right direction but you need a little bit more feeling out of it. There's no feeling, there's just context. You yes. need a little bit more texture. I was, as you were talking, I was taking a look at the instructions to see if there was a specific request on the feeling, and there was. The, the main feeling that needs to be evoked is melancholy. Yeah. I kind of feel there is a lack of melancholy in this in, in yes. this take but um it does put you in a somber mood which right. is the, it is the right mood it, there's no there's just no feeling mm -hmm. there's mood but no feeling so what what would be the next step for you to collaborate with him what would you ask would you ask him to retain some of the elements yes because it's really good um but he would have to build on okay. that It's a good, a very good base, a very good way of starting, mm -hmm. but it just need to build from that. Yeah. All right, cool. So hopefully we have a very varied uh, range of, of uh, submissions here. It is, it is varied, yeah. Now we're gonna listen to Gary Martin's take. He will say, do not take true compliments lightly. It is with great effort the mind is able to recognize the beauty in another, and yours, I see, is there. Then she says, with great effort, you say. With great effort, I say, is one able to tell whether those compliments are true. With great effort, you can look someone in the eye and know if they're real or just an empty shell. I should continue. An empty shell can be beautiful, decorated. You can like it, you can love it, you can think that you know it, but there's no knowing emptiness. You can say so much and still mean so little. How would I know if you're true? Or if you're empty? Then I respond, I don't relate to the emptiness you speak of. I just wanted to say, you are beautiful. Then she says, I said thank you. I appreciated the compliment. 
But beauty is a matter of opinion. Opinion comes from a place of knowledge, and you don't know me. To which he replies, You are asking me to justify a man's instinct and convince you with my face and my eyes that what I say is true. And if I could, would that answer your question? She then argues, Is beauty real then? Is it that important? Does it matter more than intelligence or kindness? More than hard work or than willpower? More than our actions? More than what makes us who we are? And he will concede, Beauty is but the first thing I see. It is what draws me in. By what you say, that is not the correct approach. I will answer, it is not. Beauty can be the reason that you start a conversation, but not the reason you finish it. She continues, you are right, sir. You should not take compliments lightly. But you should also know compliments should not be given lightly, but knowingly. First, you should acquaint yourself with your subject of observation, and then you can be allowed to state an opinion, as I have been saying this whole time. This one already has more texture, um, there's more variations um, and it evokes the feeling even though for me it doesn't go as deep as I would like it to. Um, it plays very very well with the dialogue and specifically for this film there's um, two very separate elements which are the dialogue because it's all voiceover and it's more of a reflection than a proper told story or a traditional narrative. Um, and then you have the image. And ideally, I would like the music potentially to be the link between the two. It reinforces the feeling of both of them, uh, providing a base where the story builds. Um, and in this case, it does play with the dialogue very well, but not so much with the image. And that's actually my fault, because the dialogues are not finished and are not exactly in the place where they should be. Um, so he's done a good job with what he's got um, and it would it would be more apt to me to actually put everything in the place that it's meant to be uh, for him to actually work with both image and um, dialogue uh, one note that I'm going to add <clears throat> I do mix the music with the, with the films myself to, to be sure that we have a proper listening uh, balance and it was I had to lower the music a lot in some sp spots because uh, some of the instrument choice would clash a little bit with the dialogues. Yeah. So one thing I'm going to I'm going to say to Gary is make sure you and and I really appreciated how he, he was brave and and used percussion instruments strings. The sounds were beautiful. Woodwinds. The yes. sounds were really good. But uh, 
so don't 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 go back on that but do really concentrate on on frequencies and try not to have instruments that can go over dialogues because the result is going to be always the same the lower down yeah it's going to be lower down so <clears throat> and the other thing is i think the development was very good yeah up to the final reveal the final reveal could have been probably highlighted a little bit more a little bit more actually with both the previous piece and this one it doesn't make that much of a difference between mm. there's what we're calling the real world and the dream world exactly um so that would be one note for both actually mm -hmm. to actually do make a difference and there's a sound effect missing at the end there'll be a door opening ah, which is okay. what brings her back to reality right um so that would be the cue to like change it in that in that um, sense, but yeah, I agree. But I, I can't see how easy it would be to pro to progress this uh, yeah. this this submission into some something Definitely, you yeah. know that that works very well. Yeah. Um, good job. All right. So the third one is by our Julia Lesnici. She has been on many episodes already, and I'm very happy that she. Do not take true compliments lightly. It is with great effort the mind is able to recognize the beauty in another, and yours, I see, is there. Then she says, with great effort, you say. With great effort, I say, is one able to tell whether those compliments are true. With great effort, you can look someone in the eye and know if they're real or just an empty shell. should continue. An empty shell can be beautiful, decorated. You can like it. You can love it. You can think that you know it. But there's no knowing emptiness. You can say so much and still mean so little. How would I know if you're true? Or if you're empty? Then I respond. I don't relate to the emptiness you speak of. I just wanted to say, you are beautiful. Then she says, I said thank you. I appreciated the compliment. But beauty is a matter of opinion. Opinion comes from a place of knowledge, and you don't know me. To which he replies, You are asking me to justify a man's instinct and convince you, with my face and my eyes, that what I say is true. And if I could, would that answer your question? She then argues, Is beauty real then? Is it that important? Does it matter more than intelligence or kindness? More than hard work, or than willpower, more than our actions, more than what makes us who we are. And he will concede, beauty is but the first thing I see. It is what draws me in. By what you say, that is not the correct approach. I will answer, it is not. 
Beauty can be the reason that you start a conversation, but not the reason you finish it. She continues, You are right, sir. You should not take compliments lightly. But you should also know compliments should not be given lightly, but knowingly. First, you should acquaint yourself with your subject of observation, and then you can be allowed to state an opinion. As I have been saying this whole time, They'll do well. They are both beautiful. It's brilliant. It's really good. She does make a difference between the two worlds. Yeah. Um, it's very cinematic. I think because it's a, a, a little bit more of an intimate story, maybe the cinematicness is like, it's very epic. It should be taken down a little bit more. Not a lot, and it, it, it must be done really slowly to, and step by step to be able to reach the good the right. balance, the yeah. right balance between the intimacy and the, the cinematic epic feeling of being telling... A story that's quite deep and and it's really about feeling feelings and it's not really a, a story. It's an abstract. It's a reflection about an abstract concept. Um, she does evoke the feelings really well and plays really well with both the dialogue and the image. It would need to be adjusted. There's a, a few moments that personally I think should be highlighted that were not, but those are like minimal things that mm-hmm. would have to be seen um, little by little with her and. Um, um, I think the beginning would play really well if the short started on black because that absolutely sets the mood for what's coming and then the melody potentially starting after the image starts that would be one note um, which has given me an idea to actually start so what I would like to do is start the short film on black with the credits and then you um, fade in or cut in Um, but yeah is really good. Uh, I agree yeah. with you with the, the back to reality effect. Nailed it. Yeah. Like it's perfect when the piano enters. It's. it's it goes back to yeah. the theme that there was at the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. It's really, really well done. Job. Really good job. Um, but I, I'm the bad professor. I'm going to yeah. point out a couple of technical things just for the. Uh, because I think it's a, it's a it's a very good opportunity to learn something. Yeah, for me um, as well. So make sure composers not to go over the length of a clip when you score it. Here the the music goes a little bit over into the bleeds a little bit into the tail part, the one with the film scoring tips logo, which means we are no more no longer into the film realm at that stage. Mm-hmm. Also. Um, and not only Julia did it, but I think another another one of the submissions was the same. Also, uh, make sure to use the sync pops, the little boop 
that you can hear on the number two of the countdown and on the end sign at the end of the uh, film, please do put that those those sounds into your score so that I can know how to uh, sync it exactly. And if you learn to do that, you won't run into very potentially bad situations where your music is synced wrongly on a film and that's you know something you have to go back and fix and, and explain where it should start. A sync pop leaves no doubt. So just put it into the, the, the track, copy it from the video, put it into your music and music track and it's gonna save you lots of time. Um, what are your next projects, Mac? Um, I am going away now to be able to write because with my day job I don't have that much time. So I am developing a what I'm hoping will be a TV series, a short film and two features because what you need when you're starting out is have loads of material that you can present and say, I've got this, um, this is what I want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, so first I'll be developing them further and st- still fantasy, sci-fi, all of those things that I love um, that are not uh, normal stories. Um, but yeah, nice ones. Looking forward to know more about them. Do you have one last word of advice for composers out there who are listening? Um, just keep making. Keep making stuff. Keep composing and keep going for it. If it makes you happy, just keep doing it. That's great. Mark, cool. thank you so much thank for being you. on the show. It thank was you for lovely. having me. That's our show for today. Amazing guests are joining me on the next episodes. One way to be updated on the podcast's programming is to like and follow our Facebook page. Type facebook.com slash tips on your browser to find it. Now go create something special. I'll see you soon. <laughs>